Welcome to the Crossroad International Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us. It is our prayer that God will use this message to bring comfort to those who are hurting, give hope to those who find themselves in what seems to be a hopeless situation, and to encourage the one who is struggling through a difficult season of life. For more sermon audio, resources, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit CICKuwait.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right, well, if you would turn in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9. We're going to continue our series on Jesus is the reason, Jesus the reason. And uh, as we've read before, uh, we're going through this list of names, and um, today we're going to talk about Everlasting Father. And uh, if, you, if you're there, it's also, it also should be in your bulletin, I believe, Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we just ask you just to... Uh, just bless this time, Lord God. We thank you for your word. And as we just uh, study it, Lord God, and as we hear it, God, we pray that you'll just uh, speak to us, Lord. Change us, Father God. And we just thank you, Lord, for uh, the message that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So in particular, as, uh, again, the series uh, we've said, the series is called, you know, Jesus the Reason. And, and so we're going through each one of these, these titles, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And today we're going we're gonna to go into this idea of uh, the Everlasting Father. Now, last week, Steve brought a great message on Mighty God, and we saw, I mean, who the, the God that we serve and how awesome he is and the confidence that we have in him. And today, uh, as we get into this, this term, Everlasting Father, um, I... I'm going to explain some things because this is possibly one of the most confusing of this whole list because most people, probably your first thought is, isn't Jesus the son, right? So how is he called the everlasting father, especially when he's this baby in a manger? You know, did anybody else have that question? I, I did, you know, I used to have that question too. And so we're going to explain some of that and look at it and see what, what the Bible has to say about that. Before I, I get into it, though, I just wanted to point out one thing. I don't think it's been brought out yet. But an interesting thing is notice that it says, and his name shall be called. There's no S on name, is there? His name shall be called. A lot of us, we, we, we wear different hats in life, don't we? We, um, you know, I was just talking to uh, somebody before service, and, you know, they have a hat at work, and sometimes when you come home, if, you still wearing, if you're wearing that hat, it might not go well. When I was in the military, I was a sergeant, a staff sergeant in the military, and my staff sergeant hat needed to be checked at the door. Because I promise, if I come in the door with Staff Sergeant Motter, I meet the general, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife has no problem explaining to me that uh, you need to go out and try that again, and uh, come in you know, as, as husband and as loving father, right? So we, we wear different hats in life, don't we? Uh, this is not the case with Jesus, right? Jesus, 
at the same time is wonderful, it's like one big name, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. The name Jesus, who Jesus is, he is all of this at the same time because he's God and he can, he can do that. And I, I don't know, I, I hope at least three people in here get the significance of what I'm trying to say is that he, he doesn't move from one to the next, but that he can be a mighty God and at the same time be a wonderful counselor. Yes. You, you kind of get that? It kind of, he's God of this universe as Pastor Steve, you know, he holds the universe right here in his hand, but yet he can be the same one that speaks quietly to you and cares about you and loves you and sees the struggle you're going through because it's all in his name. He doesn't just pick up one and put one down and, and this and that. He's always God. He's always Jesus. He's all of, these, all of these titles at one time. And so it's something to really grasp hold of and something to find comfort in that we serve a God that's that big. And I hate to say like that small at the same time, but I hope you understand what I'm saying. He, he has that personal relationship with you, yet he's God of this universe because he's God. Amen? Amen. So, um, Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. We're going to start with Everlasting because that's a little less trivial. <laughs> um, everlasting, it is uh, another, some of the other translations say eternal, okay? And now, the big thing I want us to, to pull from this word, though, is it's not just from, from now into forever, all right? This term gets God because God has always been, all right? And we got to get our mind around that a little bit. It's hard to comprehend, you know, like, okay, what, what about way back? What about, you know, it, it, we can't grasp it. So just don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. God has always been. We are, uh, I don't know what the word is, not eternal, but we are eternal from when we're created forward, right? Our, now, our eternal destiny <laughs> may be different, correct? There's two, two places and two very different experiences that will happen. Uh, in eternity, one if you know Christ and one if you don't, right? So, um, so eternity, we are from when we are created forward, but God has always been. Everything else has been created, and, and God makes, again, us as, as, as mankind, as men and women, he, we are eternal beings in that we are created and then we go on for eternity. But we had a beginning. God has no beginning. He's always been, all right? God has always been. In Psalms 41.13, says, May Yahweh, the God of Israel, be praised from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. And again, we seem to be on this, I think I quoted the other week too. You know, John 3.16, it's very familiar. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him, what is it? Shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So our confidence and our hope is that we serve a God that is eternal, that is everlasting. Because if our God was not everlasting and eternal, then what hope would we have? Has anybody ever had like a, a, a management change before? It's really awkward sometimes, isn't it? And it's, it's uncertainty comes in, all right? There's no management change with Jesus, okay? Jesus is, has always been, and always will be. And so our confidence is in him. We serve a God who is eternal, who is everlasting, and that brings us confidence and brings us hope, that that is the God that we serve. 
everlasting. Second word is father. Now, when you say father, many things come to mind. Good, bad, ugly, you know, great. It, it all depends on what you're thinking, like what your experience has been. And the thing is, is, is we, um, one of the, the, the biggest mistakes in approaching this term or this, this, this text here is that it's, you automatically, many people, as I alluded to, go to the Trinitarian Father, Son, and Holy Spirit kind of uh, section, if you will, right? And the thing is, is we cannot approach this from a Trinitarian standpoint, meaning um, this is not talking about the Trinity, right? This is because God, again, as you said, Jesus is the Son of God, correct? So we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Trinity, let me, I just have the uh, kind of a formal definition. It's simply this. God is one divine nature that is revealed as three distinct persons existing in unity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Through divine self-disclosure, we see in Jesus, who as the Son revealed the Father and poured out the Holy Spirit. One of the greatest pictures in the Bible is, again, when Jesus comes out of the water after being baptized, you have the Son of God that's been baptized, you have the Father in heaven saying, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. And then it says the Holy Spirit descended as a dove. And you get this snapshot of, of the three, but they're all, they're one at the same time. And so uh, that's, that's the idea uh, that we don't want to get stuck in. It, it, that is true, but in this particular instance, it's not disgusting. It's not in that. The amazing thing is that we are actually triune beings too. Did you, are you aware of that? We are made in, made in spirit, soul, and body, okay? And it's interesting that God says he created us in his image. It does not mean that we are gods, but that it means that we are in his image created as three uh, things operating together, correct? So you have a spirit, or you're a spirit, that's your eternal being, and then you have this body that you live in, that you wear for now, but it will be laid down one day. And you have this kind of in-between thing called a soul. Now, again, there's many ways to describe this. I'm going to describe it the way that I've best understood it, and that's your mind, your will, and emotions, okay? And so your spirit, when you accept Christ, Christ comes in, you're filled, you're, you're made new. Your spirit is eternal. It's good to go. Your flesh, again, because of Adam and Eve, is where our sin nature lies, so the flesh is always wanting to serve itself. Can somebody, can somebody say yes to that? <laughs> yeah, I've tried to go to the gym probably for two months now, and I, I haven't gone. So my flesh is, is, very, is winning in that area right now, but I'm trying to lay it down by the grace of God. Um, but in between, you have your mind, your will, and emotions, and this is kind of where the, the tension begins. Because as you, you know, the Bible says we're supposed to what with our mind? We're supposed to renew it. Can your mind mislead you? Okay. Can your will mislead you? I want. Right? And emotions? If I hear one more Hollywood star say, you know, about their marriage, well, we just don't feel like we're in love anymore. It's not part of the deal. You know, <laughs> you sign on the line. Once you said, I do, it's done. I mean, you're stuck, so make it work, right? Not for us. We, uh, but, but yeah, so your, your mind, your will, and emotions, they can all go either way, all right? Again, even Jesus in the garden, what did he say about his will? Not my will be done, but Lord, as yours, as you will, 
surrendering his own desire, is there any way for this cup to pass that I don't have to go to the cross, but at the end of the day, we surrender our will to God's. All right? So I hope you, you see that, again, your flesh, your body, your spirit is on this end, and then you've got this in between. And that's why we have to spend time in the Word, spend time in prayer, because that really is what pulls your, your soul. It makes it line up with, with what God wants. Okay? So, again, in this, in this image that we're created, and we also are triune, um, and so we must learn to be okay, and I, I've said this before, or, or just a little bit ago, we had to be okay with not understanding everything fully. All right? That's one thing um, in the... When I come across people and they, they, they have this uh, almost an arrogance or like they, they know everything. And if you get to that place, it's not a great place to be in. Um, you have the word of God and we can learn a lot. But again, just when I was saying, imagine that God has always been. And, you know, if you watch in the movies and you see like this big explosion and all this stuff, it's just your mind's blown just trying to wrap your head around what that means. When I spoke on, as Steve mentioned last week, uh, when I spoke a long time ago about the, the universe and how it's created and how large some of these uh, planets and these stars are, we see the greatness of God, and you cannot fully wrap your mind. This, this what is it, three pounds, they say? The three-pound human brain, this chunk of whatever it is. We can't, if we could fully understand God, he wouldn't be God. Okay, so I just want you to understand while we strive to learn truth, while we strive to have knowledge and to know and we grow in, in, in God and understand, understanding, there's only, we can only get to a point. Sometimes we have to be like, all right, I, 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 I get it as far as I can, but some of it is God because he's God. And so this, this Trinity idea is, is kind of in that as well, and it's okay not to fully grasp it, just to get it what you can. So it's not talking about God the Father here. And so that leaves us with basically two, two options that I want to share. And either one really is, is fine. It, it lines up with Scripture, and, um, and hope, hopefully you'll be encouraged uh, by it. The first one is Father, uh, is referring to Jesus being our ruler or a just official. Meaning, uh, back in the, the day, in, in the Old Testament times, it was very common to call a leader Father. Okay? Uh, like, a lot of your kids come up to me and call me Uncle right? I, I was not used to that before. I'm like, I don't think we're related, but, you know, I had to understand and learn this term that uncle was just a, a thing of respect as an adult. Uh, we make our kids call adults, you know, Miss So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so. It's like you don't call an adult just by their first name. That's the way we raise our kids. So there's this, this idea here carrying this idea that, that, that Jesus is a just ruler, is there any problems in here with that? No. It totally is, and it's true, and Jesus is a just ruler. He is, he is the ruler of all creation and, and, and the universe. And in Revelation 11.15, it says this, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. So this is a, a great scripture that gives you that glimpse of eternal or everlasting and this ruler, this leader, because he reigns forever and ever. Okay, so this idea of father is carrying this meaning. Galatians 2, or 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free man, 
There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Okay? So we are all under the, the rulership of Jesus Christ. All right? And we are all gathered uh, under his authority. All right? And the second, the second idea, and, and this one I'll spend a little bit more time on, is that uh, this term father, everlasting father, is, is, is hold this, holds this meaning that Jesus is our father in a spiritual sense. All right? In a spiritual sense. And, and what that means is that he is called the second Adam. Right? Yeah. And so he, he has come. Adam was our father. All right? And Jesus came as the second Adam to, to, uh, to fix the problem that Adam, the first Adam made. All right? And that's why, what does it say that we are when you accept Christ? It says you are born again. Okay? We're born again. And so this idea that Jesus is uh, a, a spiritual father to us, um, and it also reflects, uh, he, through Jesus, we see the Heavenly Father uh, and how the Heavenly Father is to us as well. All right? He's a reflection of the Heavenly Father. So Jesus shows us these fatherly attributes. Now, um, has anybody ever, in Sunday school, do you know the song Father Abraham? How many people? Okay. Do you want, you want to do it? No. I kind of do. I, I love the right arm, you know. It's a great song as kids. They used to sing it, and it was just all these movements and stuff. I'm not going to do it by myself. Um, but, but, yeah, so you, Father Abraham, because, you know, we're, everybody's descendants through Abraham's seed, this whole thing, you call him Father Abraham. So there's this, this idea keeps carrying through, and, and with Jesus, it's similar. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 45, it says this, So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Okay? So again, there is this fatherly sort of uh, role that he serves. Um, he, he's also the son of God. I mean, it's, there's no contradiction, and that's what I hope you're seeing. Um, Turn with me, if you would, in John to John 14. Is that in the bulletin too? Do you have a? Okay, it's also in your your handouts. I just want to read through uh, some of this, and uh, I'm going to stop in just a few places. John 14. We'll start at verse one. It says, "Your heart must not be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me." This is Jesus speaking. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come back and receive you to myself, so that where I am you may also be also. You know the way where I am going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Verse 7, if you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Lord, said Philip, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been among you all this time without your knowing me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. 
otherwise believe because of the works themselves. Now, in verse 7, we see this, uh, this statement. He says, If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So, who is the Heavenly Father? How, does, how do we see God the Father? Is through Jesus Christ. Jesus lived as an example and, and was a, 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 a physical uh, representation, if you will, or an example of who, who the Father, God the Father is. And now, and if you, you always have to look at context. You always have to put yourself kind of in the scripture and during that time. So what was happening? You're coming out of this Old Testament, right? This Old Testament time where there was, uh, again, Isaiah, the, the prophecy was like 700 years before the actual appearance of Jesus. And it was not a good time, all right? Isaiah was basically telling them, you guys are going to go through some really bad times. And he was telling them about the promise of the Messiah. And so the idea here, though, in, in the New Testament, so you have to think, all these guys knew was God, the Father, the, the one that spoke through Moses, that was, you know, the wrath and everything else. I mean, they didn't have a personal relationship with God the Father, did they? Everything was done through the prophet, whoever that was at the time. And so God the Father was revealing himself through the Son, Jesus Christ, because they were about to enter into this, I, this new phase or new time, this new season of being in relationship with God. Does that make sense? If you remember, God gave them a chance from the, the mountain. He spoke one time, and they were so afraid. They told Moses, don't, don't have him speak to us again. Right? You go up, and you deal with all the smoke and fire and all that stuff, because we'd rather you get struck down than us. Right? So the, he, he did speak once, but it, it didn't go over well. And so they wanted it through whoever God had appointed. But we all know that when Jesus came, when he died on the cross, when the veil was rent in two, what happened? Now we are open to relationship with God because now there was a sufficient sacrifice that had been given. And through the blood of Jesus, through the sacrifice that was on the cross, we now are able to have relationship properly with God the Father. But again, as Jesus said, and, and, and through this, this term, everlasting Father, Jesus is, is showing us who the Heavenly Father, who God the Father is. And we can find rest in that. And so, all of this, you know, what do we do with this? Again, we find, we find hope. We find hope. Because just as the, in the time that this message was given uh, from the prophet Isaiah, the children of Israel were about to enter a very difficult season, okay? They were going to be taken into captivity in Babylon, and all these other things were happening. And so... As we are here today and as we're dealing with our trials and our struggles and, and, and things that we face, adversity that we face, we find confidence and we find hope in knowing that the God we serve, that, that Jesus Christ, the, the, the gift of God that was born into a manger, is, is our everlasting Father in that aspect. He is our reflection of who God the Father is and the heart of God. And so as we, we continue and we have relationship with Jesus, we can find hope. We can find hope. Because, again, they were, they were holding on 
for the, the coming of the Savior, all right? But they didn't have the relationship. They weren't allowed to have that personal relationship until Jesus came. Now we find ourselves waiting, don't we? Right? We're waiting for what? For Jesus to come again as king. Not quietly in a manger this time, but as a, he's going to make an entrance that the whole world will know. I used to wake up sometimes and like my mom and my brothers were gone or something. I thought, man, oh no, I missed it. I used to panic, you know, I'm like running through the house, like looking through stuff and they'd be like out back in the corner or something, you know, I just didn't see them. But trust me, when it's time, <laughs> it is time and Jesus, when he returns, will know it. And so, um, sorry, another funny story, just me growing up, we had a train tracks too, you know, next to our house. So some of the heavy trains would just make this rumble sound and I thought like, oh man. And if, if that one time it happened at the same time, the rumble and the missing people. And so I, uh, I accepted Christ about 10 times as a kid just to, just to make sure. So, but find hope today. Find hope in the, the everlasting Father in Jesus. And, uh, and know that he loves you, that he cares for you. And again, the God of the Old Testament, there is the, the just side, the judgment side. But also, and that's really what Jesus brought, I think, was the side that, that loves and cares about you. Not that God didn't change, but now we're able to experience the love of Christ uh, and, and through Jesus Christ, right? We're, we're able to experience the love through Jesus Christ. So we find hope in that today. Amen? Enjoy. All right, let's stand. I'm just going to pray for you, and then we're going to move into a time of communion. Heavenly Father, we uh, again thank you for today, for this message, Lord. I, God, I pray that as we just pause and think of, of Jesus as um, just how, how he came and you brought this understanding of, of the Father's heart. And so, Lord, we thank you for the love that he showed and for the, the, the care he showed, but also... Lord, as, as he taught, you know, and, and you saw the other side where he's just, and even when he cleans the temple out, and, and that there's this side where, you know, there's justice and, and, um, and honor. And so, Lord, we thank you that we have this opportunity to be in relationship uh, with you, and uh, we thank you for, again, as, as this week we, we've seen and discussed and thought about joy, that we can have the joy of the Lord, regardless of what we face today. And, Lord, I know that there's people in this place that face uh, uh, just uncertainty, that face difficulties, Lord, either at their job or uh, with their families, Lord God. Lord, I also pray again, Lord, for those that maybe have uh, this image of, of their earthly father where it's, it's not very good. And so, Lord, I, I pray that you will just continue to uh, reveal yourself to them uh, as they, they walk with you and as they spend time in your word and in prayer and in worship, God, that you uh, let them understand that you love them and care for them and uh, Lord, you are their protector. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. And so, God, uh, be with us today, Lord, and, and let us fully, to, as far as we can, understand and find confidence, Lord, that you are eternal, that you are the everlasting Father. And we just uh, take hope in that today. Thank you for blessing this time. In Jesus' name, amen.